Zandy. Hey, bud. How you doing? All right. It's weird, these little turntables, bitch. How you feeling? I love you so much, and I'm so happy that you finally won because I've been saying my baby needs this, like she needs this, she works so hard. So I am super duper happy for you. I think for me, what is fucking with me is that I did not expect to get so close. It is Well, so you ain't close. knocked out yet, bitch. I know. Like, bitch, I love you, but I feel like today you've been kind of defeated for no reason. Like, I'm just like, this bitch has slayed the competition, and yeah, you've been in the bottom several times, but girl, everyone here has at this point. I'm not giving up. I want to be here. I want to go to the finale, and I want to be there with you to help you remember the choreography. <laughs> now, there's a good one. See, that's, that's what I need to hear. Trinity has a different piece of my heart than everybody else has. She's been my sister, my homegirl. So it just it's going to be a hard decision if I have to send Trinity home. So there's this old movie called The Passion of Joan of Arc with Maria Falconetti. And it's a silent movie that it's best known for this woman just going on a like facial journey, facial journey from hell. Just she is going through it the entire movie. And uh, I feel like Trinity is giving me Maria Falconetti realness in this section. She the the ugh, the faces that she's pulling. I. A minute in, Mary's, my BSA of the week is Trinity K. Bonet. It's the least mm. I can do. Uh, so go in about these, this face journey. So what is Trinity, what is she doing? It's this, uh, I love you, I'm happy for you, and then I'm sad. Yeah, when she sits and when Eureka's like, so how you doing? And she just, I was like, oh, you know when, you know when someone, you know when someone's not trying not to cry and they're doing a face that looks like they're moving a marble around in their mouth, but they're keeping <laughs> their lips closed? You're like, mm, you know, uh -huh. it's you know, I know that yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and that yes, was, yes. I'm yeah. doing it right now. And I you doing it right yes. now? Yeah. There's a marble in there. Yeah. So Trinity had a marble in her mouth and, uh, <laughs> put a cork in it. Put yeah. A marble in it. <laughs> it'll do wonders for your diction, but, uh, it'll also get you a BSA of the week award, which is, <laughs> which is worth something. It's a ruble, you know, um, it's worth one ruble. So I, uh, I yeah. So so Trinity was giving me that. Like I, what I've loved about Trinity all season, and why she's getting the BSA a minute or two into this episode, is that all season, her emotions have felt so unproduced. Mm -hmm. And I think it's interesting when you have someone like Ginger Minj, who's been killing it all season, and who I think has a great chance of getting the crown, but who finally got the critique of like, yeah, well, sometimes it's a it's a bit too perfect. You know, sometimes mm. you're hitting too many perfect notes and sometimes you even see it in the workroom where it's like, Oh, she's, she's kind of giving the right answer right now. You know what I mean? She's, she's doing the right thing in terms of the reality TV. And, right. um, and I appreciate that Trinity would sometimes do the quote unquote wrong thing, like be disappointed about, uh, you know, a top five again mm -hmm. or whatever, or feel defeated at this point. But it, feels so much more authentic and every time they would show that i think this is this is this is exactly how i would react like i validate trinity k bonet in all these moments you know completely let it go no further i am so so glad that i had trinity k bonet this entire season i'm so happy she was on our screen again i'm so happy that you know, fans are kind of waking up to how great she is. I also love that 
<clears throat> in many ways, uh, a lot of the fandom feels that Trinity was a little robbed. Um, I think that's great um, because, yeah, she was like, yeah, she should have been in the top four. Right. Um, some people she will was say that at she one shouldn't, point. but and yeah. she was. Um, and I am. I just I love this queen. I think she's a gift to the franchise. I think she's a gift to the world and she will always be my favorite. Uh, so but at the same time, I know she's going to be OK. Like, I know it's going to be fine. I know mm -hmm. that this is a show and it's OK. It's fine. Um, and I, I love the rawness of this entire episode with Trinity because Mary Trinity Trinity knew how they were voting all season and we probably didn't see it because you know they cut all that stuff out but like Trinity was defeated for a reason she knew how the other girls were going to vote because she knew how they were all voting all season nobody yeah. this season was doing a gag. Nobody was pulling the patch. Nobody was pulling a, you know, Kennedy over Shangela. Nobody was yeah. sending Manila home because they are afraid of the fan backlash. They want the optics. They want the fans to, you know, to go by the report card. That's what it seems like fans get the most upset when they're when it's not quote unquote fair. You know, to quote Manila um, not Manila, Naomi, <clears throat> you know, life's not fair. And I don't think people want that right now. I think they want, no, 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 we want a real competition that is based in, in merit and how well they did all season. Um, mm -hmm. Because on a normal episode uh, where the queens weren't voting, um, I feel like Raja would have gone home because she stumbled. And, and mm -hmm. it would have, might have been Ginger and Raja in the bottom in a way, right? Maybe if the runway counted, then maybe it would have been Trinity. But I feel like they, that, that they all knew how they were voting and it was based on track record. That's, that's what I've been reading through the lines um, all season is that that's what they uh, all agreed to do. And I think Trinity... This whole episode is like shit. It's either me or Eureka, and then Eureka yeah. wins, and Trinity is like, "Okay, oh, great, great, it's me." It's not going to be Ginger, Raja, or Kylie because right. tr she knew, she knew that they that they were going to vote that same way. They all agreed to it, maybe you know. Well, and if you and what's more is like Eureka had picked her lipstick, lip sync, her lipstick. Excuse me, the last time she had an opportunity. And so, like, why wouldn't she pick that lipstick again? Mm -hmm. And what's more, I think Sister Mary Lauren, I think, emailed us or sent us a message about this, that, like, if you think about it, Eureka had to win this lip sync this week because it's the last week they can give that cash tip away. And so oh. if you read through the tea leaves, it's like, okay, well, Eureka, she's going to win. Like, everything has been leading up to this moment. Eureka is going to win. Even as a viewer watching it again, it was like, well, yeah, of course Eureka's going to win. And maybe she didn't actually win this lip sync, and so they made it a tie, because I think mm -hmm. that's the other thing, is I think right. she Jada didn't win that lip won sync. this lip yeah. sync. Was... Jada won Jada the won the lip sync. <laughs> yeah. I think they had to keep cutting away from Jada so that they could hide the Essence Hall that was going on over there. <laughs> Good golly, Miss um, Jada, for yeah, sure. For yeah. sure. She made a video in Paris and she won a lip sync <laughs> on All Star 6. You know what I mean? Yeah, she looked over there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Look over there. She's winning. Yeah. <laughs> and then the cameras were like, look over there. It's Eureka. We need her to win. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And like, facts are facts, America. And so like, Congrats, Eureka, for snagging $20,000 last minute. But, I mean, 
it was all about who she was going to pick. And I mean, you're right. They all established the rules a while ago. And so Trinity wasn't being defeated. It was just she was doing the math. Yeah, she just knew. And she wasn't being fake about it. She didn't want right. to like be an wasn't actress. being fake about it. Yeah. Which I think is great. I think that, that, you know, why not? Throughout the lip sync, whenever they showed Trinity, she wasn't living. Because she no. she's like, I'm going home. Yeah, I, you know, I just, I, I found that to be so refreshing and I felt like there were little cuts that were supposed to show us her being the Eeyore in the room and I was just like, why should she be happy? Like, I love that Raja and Ginger can put the Vaseline on their teeth and can keep smiling through this Mm -hmm. and I love that Sonique can be like, bring on 12 more challenges, like you guys are doing great at the reality TV show, but like, in 2021, I kind of want someone being real on TV for once. <laughs> I yeah, and you know, ex- thank you very much. And I I don't I think Raja or Ginger and even Kylie, I think that they wouldn't have been able to put on the drag either if they were in Trinity shoes. Well, Trinity it, says to Sonique, and it's true that some people's places in the finale are cemented. Yes, that's correct. And, and Sonique's like, well, I don't think that's true. And it's like, that's because your place is cemented, sweetheart. No offense. It's just like mm-hmm. facts are facts. Ginger and Sonique have never had their lipsticks pulled, ever. I think that there's conversations off camera that Trinity is talking about. And then Kylie is like, oh, no, no, no. That's, that's no, no. It's not cemented. It's not cemented. You're going off script, darling. Like I, right. I do think that there's two narratives here. And Trinity's like... Oh no 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 no, sweetie! <laughs> right, I'm yeah, going home. yeah. I'm going home. I I got the I got jigglied. I got the letter under my door at the hotel. Yeah, I got know? a letter from Nelson. You know, got, I'll see I you next season. From, yeah. I got a letter from from the management at La Quinta. Yeah, yeah, um, and yeah. I I so anyway. I guess the big question then, Mary, is, and this is like big question, and I think that this is always debatable. These are opinions. Do you think All-Stars should be chaos or do you think that it should go on track record? That did, the voting was uh was fair all season and uh, you know, quote unquote fair, right? Uh in terms of the queens voting, I think it was fair. Uh in terms of who was in the bottom or who won the the challenge, I don't know if that was always that was subjective obviously, but do you think it would have been more disappointing to see Ginger go home because she's a threat or Raja to go home because she's a threat or, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think that it's funny that there's, I, I'd be a hypocrite if I said that I wouldn't be disappointed because I do come from that place of like, I'm, I want a meritocracy. I want the best performers to be in the finale. And I love when people say, Oh God, if like, if only drag race fans saw survivor, they have no idea oh, what correct. cutthroat voting looks like. And and I I don't maybe there's something about the fact that like by the time we got to this way of playing the game we all like we're firmly in agreement that that it's always a meritocracy and we always want to see the best queen win win it's even in the theme song of the show is may the best drag queen win mm-hmm. and so we've always played the game that way whereas they've always played Survivor that way they've always it's it's always been part of the game and so I almost feel like. At this point in the game with Survivor, it's like, hey, that's how it works, you know, and and Drag Race has its own rules where it's like, hey, that's just how it works, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think adding in this twist is just like such a shock to the system of how 
we've all come to understand we, how we want to see this game played. And so there is something disappointing. For example, like I think about you have a season of Survivor where some the goat gets to the finale or whatever. The goat, the mule, the, the goat. goat. The yeah, goat. it's the goat. It's the and one it's, that kind of is the sacrificial lamb the whole season. Yeah, Right. And it's just like if the goat, I mean, I guess you look at All Stars too. Like, wasn't that no offense, Roxy? That was Roxy. Wasn't yeah. that Roxy? And weren't we all kind of like, yep, yeah, like kind of a wasted spot, you know? I think that twist is exciting, but when they play it on Drag Race, it so rarely is satisfying. Yeah, no, no, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Did I like? Would I have wanted uh, Serena Cha Cha to go to the end? No. Right? <laughs> oh, jeez, Rue, I made it to the finale. I'm coming for the crown. I'm coming um, for the crown. <laughs> um, yeah, I, 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 I'm of the. the I, okay, so listen, I think it. I think it's the audience, and I also think it has to do with the artistry, right? The artistry of drag. If it was yeah. like, you know, Big Brother challenges or whatever, like it wouldn't matter. But because we want to see good drag every week, we want you know good shows and and all of that. Um, and we want our faves to go on. Yeah, you want the meritocracy type of voting, but it kind of, it just makes the elimination stuff very predictable. And yeah. then it's not fun. Like the, the what was so great about last week's episode, and I will say this many times, that episode is will go down in history as one of the most entertaining episodes of Drag Race because it was unexpected. Mm -hmm. We did not expect Silky to to make it all the way to the last lip sync. We didn't, yeah. and that's what what that's what was so exciting. It's this weird kind of rock and a hard place where we want those moments. We want to be surprised. We want to be gooped. And they say every season, this season has the most twists yet. You're not going to believe what's going to happen this season. All that was the press that all these queens had, you know, on Twitter before the season started. They're like, this is the twistiest, craziest season yet. And it, I don't know if that's always true, but I think it like gets us excited for like, yeah, surprise me. Yeah, goop me. Change the whole game up. But then when your fave is up for elimination and she just did so well, it's like, ah, oh, fuck this game. It's so stupid. They yeah. fucked with her. Why would they do that to Jan or whatever? Yeah. And so I just think that like once we get the taste of blood in our mouths, we don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, ugh, I don't like this. Yeah, I like no. it. I yeah. like this. So then, why are you bleeding? Yeah, so um, why you? Yeah, so why are you biting? You know. Uh, yeah, I, I think for me, do I think I want twists like or the gag of Ginger going home because it's entertaining, um, and I would be disappointed. I guess that comes down to casting. Mm -hmm. So there mm -hmm. were about four or five. Well, and that's all, okay. Well, let me stop. When the cast came out for this season, I remember thinking. Eh. I I mean, I love Trinity and I wouldn't mind if any I, I'm excited to see them all because I don't have like there's not one power player. And I thought that was a good choice. Like there's not one power player where it's like, OK, this person is clearly going to win like a Shea Coulee, like in Alaska, like a Chad. Right. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I guess season four was, a, you know, maybe a little different. Like I didn't 
really know who was. I I don't know. It seemed like Manila. Oh, Manila, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Sure. So I, you know, I wasn't Valentina on that season, right? Like there was, uh right? That was that was an interesting season because there were a lot of front runners. But this one, I didn't think there were many front runners. It was just people that I was excited to see and excited to see what they would do. Um, It's it's very clear that Ginger is very good at. At not only drag race, but is like a really polished, glowed up queen, right? That's very clear to me. Oh, God, yeah. Um, but I, and, but I think what made the casting exciting was that, right? And then when I think about the casting, you also want a cast where if you are going to do the chaos movement, right, where it's like send anybody home, like an all winter season, perhaps, you, you love them all, and at some point they're all going to go home. So you just have to be okay with that and then do the chaos voting so that anybody that gets to the top four, you'd be happy with that top four. That makes sure. sense. Sure. That idea of like, well, yeah, like at some point all of these people won their season, so I can't say that like, oh, that's the GOAT, you know? It's right, like, right. Yeah, yeah. Though I guess I'm sure there are people who rank the winners. I feel like that's – it always feels like a weird thing to do of, like, who's the best winner of Drag Race. It's like, well, it depends on the season. It and does. The, it depends on the season and the challenges know? and the lip yeah. syncs. It depends on a lot, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, so, I, I can't rank the winners like that. Right, right. I think it, it's all – I think that's one of the things I, I can say I've, like, always enjoyed about Drag Race is if you just look at the winners, the diversity of drag and, and types of winners is, is pretty significant, you know? It's significant. Is it everything? No. And I think that goes without saying, right? Obviously, there's lots of types of drag mm-hmm. that aren't featured on Drag Race, let alone win on Drag Race. But um, the fact that Evie Oddly won was a win that's, for a that, lot of drag That Sasha Velour won is a yes. big deal. I mean, there's a lot of – I mean, the fact that, like – Jinx Monsoon, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think it depends on how they cast on whether I would want a chaos season. I Would I have been disappointed if Trinity went home early on this season? Absolutely. Would I have expected it? Yes, because I signed up to watch the show, you know? Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. And I think that's part of, like, Survivor as well. That's what I've signed up for is... I think, you know, of course, I've seen, what, six episodes of Nicaragua, but there was that one girl. I was like, fuck, she's killing it. It's like, yeah, they're going to send her home. Don't worry. (laughs) Don't get attached to her. Yeah, you can't be too good. And and that's why Survivor voting, I don't think, works on Drag Race because we watch it for merit and art and community, right? Whereas Survivor, it's it's not like that. It's a more sociological game um, and about strategy in terms of uh, connections. Um, And so I just don't... That's not why people tune in to Drag Race. They don't see Drag Race aligning, you know, or Drag Queens aligning in the workroom, right? That's not what they want to see. They don't want to see that. That hasn't happened either. I think there was expectation that there would be alliances and if you save me, I'll save you. And like, that hasn't really been With Mayhem, I think. Mayhem and uh, uh, India Farah, there was like... And then they got like chastised for it. Yeah, exactly. 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 It doesn't work. It just, yeah. And it's it's kind of interesting. All-Stars is interesting and it's like, it just can't do what it wants to do because right. the fans won't let the queens play the game <laughs> that yeah. way. <laughs> no, Mary, that's exactly right. And you can yeah. tell just by the spirit in the workroom that, yeah, we all want to celebrate each other. This is our platform. And it really mm-hmm. doesn't matter who goes home. And it does, you know, to the mm-hmm. fans. So it's it's tough. Well, it's... yeah, like if you watch the kind of like not necessarily untucked, but just the, the mini untucked in the main episode this week. I mean, this is... 
other than Trinity, these are four queens walking on eggshells. Like mm-hmm. it's, it is so interesting to there is it. It's as if the audience, as if some of the worst of the fandom has like a gun to their heads off screen, and they're like, "Uh huh, I'm listening. I'm gonna cancel you. <laughs> I'm listening." Ginger, are you being good? You know, Raja, I remember you in season 11. You know, like, I just think there's, you can just sense that. And it's a real shame. I think, you know, it it makes me like all of them because they're all being so nice to each other. But that's why Trinity is such a, so refreshing because she's just like, you know, in the in the wise words of Denali, I'm pissed, Boots. <laughs> oh, God, go to hell. Um, <laughs> you hate that quote. Uh, I do hate that quote. But, Mary, I the other thing is, is like we don't want to see them being mean to each other, but we do want them to be honest about things, right? So, like, if they were honest in that workroom, it would have been like, well, Raja, you fucked up this week. And yeah, then Raja, I, yeah. uh, Raja would have said, like, yeah, but look at my track record. That's the conversation I wanted. Right. I don't want to see like this. This to me feels like one of those big, you know, you know, uh, performances in in North Korea where everyone's just like nervously spinning a flag because they don't, you know, they don't want to make or pretending to cry. Yeah. Right. Right. right, Exactly. Just to like make sure that they're doing the right thing. And I just it there's there's it's not like that. that, Right. Well, I'm I'm, I'm being dramatic, but it's drag. I see. So, yeah. 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 No. Right. It's drag. Um, But yeah, no, they're 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 all on TV. They know the stakes here and the stakes are fans. Right. And their platform. Um, And they all want to come off well. And I think this season did a very good job of that for everybody. I don't think there was a queen that like was, you know, did something wrong and was hated by the fandom. Am I wrong? No, I mean, if anything, I feel like Pandora, maybe. No, right? well, well, I think I think Pandora chose to kind of also, you know, share her opinions on Twitter, and so I think people who saw that also saw, you know, a, a less celebratory side of Pandora. But mm. I think what's interesting this season, I, I think Amanda sent us that TikTok of the guy who was like, "Here's Jan's oh, origin yeah. story as a villain." And what's <laughs> funny is it's villain in quotes. It's for right. fun. It's for funsies to the point that Jan is dressing as a villain. You know what yes. I mean? Yes. So like, and she's in on the joke and she's tweeting about it and like, right. You know, so it's kind of this wonderful happy medium that they found with Jan in terms of a quote unquote villain. Like nobody got hurt. You know, it's, it's really the Montessori villain, you know, it's just for sure. play. You know? Sure. Yeah. It's, it's what a lot of the lessons in these, you know, vagina monologues this week were, which is like, laugh at yourself. Right. Yeah. When something mm-hmm. bad happens, just make the best of it. Don't take it all too seriously. I think that's, you know, the, in terms of the thesis of the season, I think it's very much, Hey, don't take this too seriously. Hey, everybody's going to do well. Everybody's going to have a platform. I think Jiggly now has a better platform. Even Serena Chacha, I think, has a better platform. Mm-hmm. Um, Silky literally took this season home. Uh, oh, and who would have yeah. who would have guessed that? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, between this episode and I was gonna say between this episode and season eleven, she's officially won the most lip syncs on Drag Race ever. Oh wow! Yeah. yeah. I mean, really cool. Um, yeah. And then you think about, uh, you know, Scarlet Envy, who, again, is another robbed queen, but came off just beautiful. Um, So I just think I think that the season did a really good job. And it just sucks when you get to the down to these little episodes uh, with only like four or five people like the last round and Trinity, who has been a joy, who fucked up a few times. Right. And, you know, she has to go home. Yeah, it sucks. I mean, it was, and I, I kind of knew by last week. I was like, oh yeah, yeah. I think she knew. It, it, there yep. was, 
there it was almost kind of like when Nino Bonino Brown went home. It was like I think we all know this is just this is just the inevitable this week. You know, correct, correct. Um, well, you know, my huge love and respect to Trinity K. Bonet again, my favorite queen. I love her. Um, I'm happy she went home a robbed queen and on a runner up. Um, do I think she could have been crowned? Absolutely. And I know I'm completely biased, Mary. Um, but I, you know, I think her platform, her journey, what she is doing in drag, and now her kind of place in drag race is so solidified. And I fucking love her. I, I think she's so cute. Um, and I loved her catfish story. I'm glad, you know, that she got to tell that story. Um, it, you know, there's this one moment that I think kind of is what I'm going to take with me with Trinity going home. Trinity goes to hug all the girls. And when she gets to Raja, mm. it's like a gift moment. They do the dance and then hug. And I'm oh, like, that's how I'm going to remember Trinity going home. It's so good. It's so good. And Trinity for the Vegas show. I mean, obviously, Trinity obviously. for the Vegas show. And I just think like, oh, part of me wants that because I want Trinity to just have more friends. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't want Trinity to like go home and go back to like work dog home. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I want like that was the other thing, you know, about her is there was a real sense of like, I don't know. I mean, not that any of these queens glamorize their life out of drag or behind the drag. So many of them talk about just, you know, just how exhausting it can be, blah, blah, blah. But I I think it is so rare to see such a pure introvert on television and, like, to have them be expressive about it. Like, it's one thing to see Cameron Michaels not say anything in Untucked and then, you know, do the windshield wipers with her hair on stage. But, like, <laughs> and God bless her, but, like, Trinity, it's different it's so much more raw and and you know just real and i just i don't know i don't think i i can't think of another contestant on drag race who has felt so real on tv yeah she's a good one she's yeah. a good one she looked great all season i just oh man if only she this is the thing mary if she went to the top four i would have wanted her to win and I don't think she would have won. At this point, I do think Ginger is going to win. And oh. I uh, I love the goop of of either uh, Kylie Sonique, Love Hewitt, Michelle Geller, Lang winning, or even Raja. I found Raja to be just such a goddamn delight all season yes. that I actually would love that because she just really has been such a joy to watch on TV. And... Um, I I will never not laugh watching her say, Miss Kylie, could you send me some uh, free jeans or something? <laughs> I don't know why that was so funny to me. Could you send me some uh, free jeans or something? <laughs> uh, Eureka is in the top four. I think uh, if Eureka won, it would be disappointing, not because Eureka is great and doesn't deserve it, but disappointing because it would be expected in a way. Yeah, she's. I mean, I think that she... For someone who it felt like all season, it was like, what's the story with Eureka? In the 11th hour, it re it really became her story. And and from a, a seasonal narrative point of view, that was really interesting. But I think, to be honest, it would kind of be like Drag Race Thailand season two. If Kana or Candy won, I'd be like, well, I, I, okay. But like, 
Angela, I don't know. She just earned it. And I just, I guess I'm feeling that way about Ginger, that it's like facts are facts. This bitch won this season. So not chaos. You want the merit here. I want the, when it comes down to this, when it comes down to the crown, you know, I'm coming for the crown. I'm coming uh, for the crown. I'm coming yeah. for the crown. Where my drag race crown. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just think that this is where merit is very important. And sure. Yeah. Sure. Uh, which is different than season nine when it was. You know, I don't know. I appreciate well, Sasha's win. Yeah. That's who I wanted to win all season. So season nine, I can't even speak objectively about because I'm like, well, that's who I wanted to win. So like, well, but those lip syncs, Mary, those well, that's a thing. That's the thing. They're also like, OK, granted, she won by two lip syncs, but those are two of the most iconic lip syncs of this series. Like completely. She, she changed the game on wig reveals. Yes. That earns you a crown. <laughs> Yeah, straight people were talking about you. Yeah. yeah. I just, I mean, I'll never get over that moment. I will never not be Aja in the audience turning around going, wow, did you see that? <laughs> I will never not be her. And anyone who hasn't seen that, it is the nuance. There's an aerial shot after the reveal as Aja turning around and talking to someone behind her with her two hands out. Like, she's like, which, which pair of paper towels do you want? And uh. she's like, wow. And, uh... It's great. <laughs> God, yeah, no, that is that was expert lip syncing, expert performing. Yeah, no, it was yeah. uh, stunning. Um, well, anyway, Mary, I love Trinity, but let's let's talk about this episode with just some of the details, some of the yeah. uh, the things. I I gotta say, I was very distracted when RuPaul was like, "Oh, a mini challenge." I was like, "What? A mini challenge?" And then I realized, "Oh." It's just a Levi's commercial. Yeah, yeah. They, you know, it's funny. I was thinking about when RuPaul was doing the the copy about, you know, Levi's has always, you know, uh, supported <laughs> equality. It was so Jeffrey Moran. You know, we mm-hmm. at Absolute believe in showing your truest colors, and I'm going to yell at you in the car on the way home, and that's me showing my colors. So watch out, Jessica. Um. <laughs> I love this drink. I love I these love jeans. This, I yeah, love these jeans. I love these yeah. jeans. Well, you're you're not gonna love the drive home. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> um, well, I did. You know, obviously, who doesn't love a photo op challenge where RuPaul is playing the photographer? Yes. You know, it was funny banter. Um, I think the nuance that won for me in this mini challenge, and it's very small. I don't know if you noticed it, but it was when uh, you know RuPaul says like, "Oh, it's gonna be a, a pride photo op." And then Raja does that hand pose on her knee. Did you see that? Is it, it cuts to the girls, and then Raja like does that pose where her hand is on her hip. It's a it's a very generic like girl pose. I, yes, I I can see it. I can see like I, I can see one of her her knees and her knee in the front is bent and it's to the side. Like I'm saying that's a, correct. A profile of the leg in a way. Yes, and that's yeah. what she does like when RuPaul's setting up the challenge, and uh-huh. it's it's a very top model moment. Miss J makes fun of that pose all the time. Is um, that like broken doll? Is that kind of no, similar to that? It's, no, it's like girls in the backyard or girls on the blacktop. You know, um, it's it's very. It, it's, it's just, just that basic. pose. It's yes. just that basic pose. I mean, sororities. Yes. You know, gays. We see you, and we know you do this as well. <laughs> so, girls, don't feel like anyone's coming for you because, like, the oh no, white... it was a funny moment that she oh. made that pose. It was, it was, yeah. it was cute. 
Yeah. I just want to say unironically, the white gays at happy hour who do that on the back patio, I see you. <laughs> oh God. Um, I, I I would also be remiss if I did not talk about uh, Silky's exit here. Oh, Miss Silk with good milk. I love that when she was like, why'd you have to fuck it up? And then she goes back, are you sure? You sure? I mean, that was, I almost would have said, ah, you're back in the race just yeah, for that. Right? It was uh, so candy, funny. Wait. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. I was waiting for that. Like, Silky, hold on. I'm yeah. not ready for you to go yet. <laughs> then it would have been a gag. Then that, I would have been like, all right, Trinity can go home. You know, like I, it would have yeah. been interesting. Yeah. Yeah. At that point, I would have said, fine, you know, whatever, Um, because then maybe they could have been like, oh, we've pulled two lip syncs and they sent two queens home at the end. Yeah. You know, right. Right. Um, right. But then I'm sure that would have felt very contrived, blah, blah, blah. Eh, Controlled. Yeah. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, So we have this vagina monologues kind of. spoof if you will with the charisma euclid nerve and talent monologues and yeah. did you ever see the vagina monologues in college and i say that specifically in college because that's when people see it right i i'm having flashbacks of seeing you know i feel like it was on hbo at one point there was a production of it i feel like that's what i saw no i definitely saw a production of it no i definitely saw a production of it though actually now that i'm now that i'm talking i think that they did I'm pretty sure. Why am I making this up? Why is there something called the penis monologues that I'm familiar with? So there's the puppetry of the penis. It's not that. I do think that they actually did the penis monologues at Ithaca College at one point. Oh, um, Jesus. Well, oh, yeah, uh, there is not something. Surprised. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there is we some. We have something to say. <laughs> yeah. I'm feeling left out. There is something called the penis monologues. Well, Mary, in Ann Arbor, the big, it was, oh God, it was a debate on campus in that circle. But they did the vagina monologues like for two years and was all, you know, cis women. Um, And then I think Eve Ensler wrote a monologue or the director of the next version included a gay man in the vagina monologues. And oh. it was like this big uproar on campus. Like, what are you doing? Why is this true? Why sh- why is this? And then there were the other side of like, well, why can't he? Blah, 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 all that stuff. And I just remember that being a thing. And so it's interesting, uh, you know, years later, I mean, years later, uh, that we're at the See You Next Tuesday monologues. But I did like the concept of this, of drag queens doing the, you know, Talking about their see you next Tuesdays, you know, the mm-hmm. the charisma, charisma, uniqueness, nerve and talent, like drag stories. Um, I think that's yeah. very interesting. I love it. I mean, to be honest, if if this is RuPaul, the, the brilliant business person, this is an idea. This is a pitch because yeah. like I would love that. And like there is an audience for that. I feel like there is an audience for people who want to see drag, but they don't want to see, you know, they want to hear stories of pussies hitting the floor. They don't want to watch it. You know what I mean? They People who want to see, um, you know, I'm talking about myself now. I want to just sit in a lounge and eat mozzarella sticks and watch a queen talk about her life, you know? And, right, And right. there are queens doing that now, but this is a little more of a concept. Yeah. Well, I love the concept of just like five minute, you know, monologues of different types of drag. Like you have, you know, lesbians talking about when they got in drag. You have uh, mm-hmm. drag kings. Uh, you know, it's just, it's just that, right? You have the spooky drag. You have, you know, the glamazons. You have the comedy queens. Yeah, like it, it's such a series that yeah. I think could really work out. 
Yeah, and I, and I think there's there's so much that I feel like that ties into kind of the part of the gospel of Drag Race and RuPaul of like this is about the performer underneath the drag. Like this is about the, the mm-hmm. star. America's Next Drag Superstar is the person who puts on the drag. Um, and so I feel like this is the same thing where like these monologues are about the person who puts on the drag, not the drag character they become. I feel like I love the tone of this more than season 12's one woman show. Does that make sense? Oh, completely. I, I had forgotten these are so similar. Yeah. And yet I felt like this was a lot more successful for some reason. I don't know why it is. Maybe it's just because I, I was I was like, okay, the tone of vagina monologues is very specific. You know the tone, Mary? You know what I'm talking uh-huh. about? Well, the snapping certainly supports the tone. <laughs> I think there's that. I think there's a – and there's a – you. When the monologues happen, it's it's almost as if you can see the lights dimming and then slowly mm-hmm. rising again with each monologue. There's kind of that. When you see the like the the original vagina monologues, monologues, I feel like has that same pace of like, yes, it's just that very you know kind of waves and and um, it's yeah, I don't know. There's just a different pace to it, a different tone. And I think what also benefits is like it's a lot. It lends itself to to being serious sometimes and and. Um, I feel like what was interesting about this challenge and what was different from the season 12 one and a lot of others was like, yeah, make me fucking laugh, but not really. You know what I mean? Like RuPaul didn't really want to laugh so much no. as he wanted to chuckle while you told him a meaningful story. And I, right. I think that's where Trinity, I think she was like, oh shit, I got to make them laugh. This, uh, don't take this too seriously. And then it, I, it was like she put too much frosting on the cake, you know? Oh, and, I see. And it was just like, oh, I, I think I think Eureka or Ginger kind of found ways to kind of weave in layers of frosting in the cake, you know? Oh, Eureka for sure. Eureka, though, I, I do want to note, Eureka's monologue was a minute longer than everybody else's. And I know that they edited these to make sure that it fit on TV, but it's just interesting to me, you know, obviously, that they showed the more of the winner than everybody yeah. else. And I don't know yeah. if that's rigor Morris or what, but it's notable. I mean, in some ways, this episode, it was just like glaringly obvious that Ginger was going to win this. Or not Ginger, excuse me, that Eureka was going to win this week. And that I mean, whether that's the production or the editing, whether that's pre or post, um, it was just so obvious that the story this week was all about Eureka's got to win this one. Like there was just a lot of dramatic pull there. And so mm-hmm. down to the fact that we see more of her performance, I mean, not for nothing, but like usually the judges don't like poop stories and poop jokes and farts and all that stuff. So not for nothing. It usually doesn't win, but uh, right. I felt like, and I realized there was more to the story than just the pooping, but uh I don't know. I it just kind of felt like I wasn't shocked by the end of the episode. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Well, like, sure, sure. Well, that's the problem with yeah. that's if anybody's going to pick a problem with this season, it's that it was predictable. Yeah. And then you know you're a drag race producer and you're like you know Oprah hands. It's like well, what do you want, girl? You right. Know? Right. Exactly. Oprah hands. Yeah. Oprah um, hands. So who did I say? Yeah, I'm just. I'm, oh, I, like, I said Oprah. I like the okay. Oprah hands. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just. I'm. I'm agreeing with you. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, and I'm not taking away from Eureka. I don't want to be that person, but like, 
uh, you know, it's just the way the game. It's just you know, it's the name of the game. But I um, thought they all did well, Mary, except for Raja's slip, which they oddly showed us. But maybe they had to. I just like they all got the tone. I was like, they all got this vagina monologues tone. Even Ginger, which they kind of critiqued a little bit, like they all got it. And I and it was so up in the air. They could have chosen anybody to win. And they just, uh-huh. you know, Eureka fit the the to me, fit the narrative not to take it away from her. I thought her story was great, Mary. Um, she told yeah. it really, really well. Um, yeah. And, you know, Mound of Brown, you know, she <laughs> she had a lot of funny things. You know what I laughed the most at? The biggest drag queen in captivity. Like, mm-hmm. that is clever as fuck. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Eureka is very charming and very funny. And, like, I... I she looked as, great. She yeah. looked great. And for as much as I really wasn't feeling her in season 10, I, I take it all back or what... There's just... She's really kind of evolved. And I think there's... You know, she's so funny when she's just being casual and conversational. And I think... Uh, it's so, and I and that I think that is also what got her the win, and I think was the biggest challenge was what Jeremiah was saying was like every time to try to make these lines sound fresh, like you just thought of this, and I think that is true that Eureka sounded oh, the freshest. You know, you mean wait, Justin, or are you talking was, about Alex Malfa? I thought his name was, his name was Jeremiah because didn't uh, uh, didn't what's her name Raja say it was one of the Jacksons. What's oh, I, there's Jermaine Fowler. Jermaine, Jermaine, not Jeremiah, Jermaine, Jermaine. That's what I meant, yeah. Jermaine. Yeah. I, knew, I knew it was a J. I knew I was in the neighborhood, but I was like three blocks over. The Celebrity Drag Race one that made me cry, you know, uh, the one from Celebrity Drag Race, Secret Celebrity Drag Race. What was what was his story? That was the one where uh, he saw his uh, uh, his mom or no, maybe I that wasn't that was, it was a... the first episode. Oh, see, I thought that was a different one. I didn't realize he was the one who saw his mom. Oh, well, if that's the case, then I love him. But he was great anyway. But I just I maybe it wasn't the one where he saw his mom. But I know he was the one that made me cry um, on that first episode. Oh, well, uh, well, welcome back, uh, Jermaine, Jeremiah, Justin, Miss Teapot, whatever you want us to call you. Uh but anyway, what he was saying was like every time you have to make it sound like it's the first time you're thinking of these lines. And I, you know, yeah, to be fair, Ginger's was great, but it was like you've got these lines down pat and that's kind of the problem. Well, oh, my God. I And, you know, Mary, any story that involves Wizard of Oz, like I was RuPaul when they cut to RuPaul, uh, mm. RuPaul's face after Ginger said she was obsessed with the Wizard of Oz. Like there was oh. this like, like, oh, 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 are you doing this for me? I love The Wizard of Oz too. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, Ginger looked fucking stunning. But um, I was, I, you know, I will always fall for that type of story because we all have those. Um, mm-hmm. And I thought it was, you know, pitch perfect for Drag Race and and a really really nice story, like like tearing up type of story. And yeah, she she, it sounded like lines, yeah, for sure. Yeah, but, but that's the vagina monologues too, though, isn't well, it? Well, that well, I was gonna say. I mean, not it, it's it's not a dig to sound a certain way because that I feel like that is the maybe some people were more naturalistic than others with the vagina monologues, but I feel like some people it is about doing it in that certain model, that certain storytelling way. And she had those dramatic pauses and the way that and there there was the twist about the mother with the shoes, like you kind of. Yeah. 
have to build up to that. And yeah, I don't know. I I think the reality is like Ginger very much could have won this week. Mm-hmm. They, the look was great. The concept was great. I thought it was really funny. It was you know, and and then the story was great. But if Ginger won, like what's the point of bringing Eureka back, you know? Correct. Correct. That's, that's exactly right. And I also, I also loved Kylie. Kylie's tone to me was probably the most perfect because it was lines, but uh, it, I don't know. It felt acted like uh, it felt like good acting. Mm -hmm. And I, I loved her story and I also laughed so hard. I, I'm going to say this forever. He was gayer than two guys blowing five guys. <laughs> it was great. The way she did that was I was very impressed. I was like, oh, once she did that, I thought, oh, you're going to be fine. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, because it was almost like you could almost watch say, oh, like maybe she was nervous till she got to that line. And then she just like was fine. Like, it right. Was, it, it was like that line was all she needed to get to. Um, right. And I didn't mind that she was sitting down. Like, I, 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 like, I love that. Yeah, yeah, I loved it, too. And it was. um it was very much a trans story without being a trans story, which mm-hmm. also I thought was so wonderfully done. And I think also yeah. from her perspective, like just very authentic. Um, mm-hmm. And and yeah, so I could also have seen Kylie winning. Um, uh, Kylie's look was very campy um, in terms of her runway look. But again, the runway, ugh, the runway doesn't count, Mary. Yeah, uh, I know. I was like, I'm not even sure if I know what the runway theme really means. <laughs> I mean, I just I don't. I just, it was like, okay, so you are doing fashion fails. Oops, I did it again. What, what happened? What's the, what's the idea here? They had to create a story with the, the garment. That was a fail. So, uh, you know what it is. You know the rest. I mean, I it was just a little muddled. I will say that like Raj's half pantsuit was so cool, and I just I loved it. And it's just one of those looks, kind of like Katya's brown tracksuit in like All Stars Two, mm-hmm. that's just gonna stick with me. Of like, oh, that's so cool. Look at that. So yeah, I I liked Raja's the most. Um, the people I was watching the episode with loved Eureka's the most, and I was like, okay, okay, great. yeah. I thought she looked okay. I thought I it mean, was funny. Yeah, it was really yeah. funny. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Trinity's probably was the weakest, uh, which I agreed with. Um, yeah, and Ginger's was really well done. Yeah, that story was, and and had such a good narrative there. Yeah, you know, right. I think that Kylie's it was like, well, I don't. I don't know. If this is, I mean, I I think we were stretching the definition a little bit to fail. You know, I think what's interesting is that Kylie, who's looked impeccable all season, it's like she this put might in have, a drag. Yeah, yeah, she, but it might have been a good idea to actually like let herself look a little imperfect. You know, uh huh. Right, right. That looked too much like you sewed on the stains. You yeah, know what I mean, like those are was, perfect stains. It was too campy. It was yeah. too campy in a way. Yeah. Um. So then it wasn't. Um. Yeah. But uh, in terms of uh, Trinity's story, again, like I loved her tone. Um. I, I, th- I just thought they all did really well. Um. This was actually a surprisingly good, you know top five challenge for me uh, yeah i mean i think ginger says that like we're waiting for someone to fall on their face and just no one has it's just not that obvious and so i i get why raja like, sort of did i gotta say raja they, they showed that one moment and it was yeah, like ugh, i think she up. saved it you know i mean i think sometimes they make like i always think of like poor kasha davis you know welcome she oh said welcome and it was all <laughs> over yeah you know right, you, right, you can just correct. get punished for <laughs> one moment um 
Because I thought, you know, like, sure, Raja forgot, but isn't the win that she pulled it back together? You know what I mean? Like, there, there's sometimes you got to fall down and get back up again, you know? Um, oh, for sure. For sure. I mean, her story was great. Um, yeah. I, I, I think Ginger's story is the one that I was like, yay. And then Kylie's, I was like, this is, I just love how she's telling it. Um, and then, of course, I love Trinity. Um, and Eureka's was very entertaining. Um, and I was there. You know, she told the story very well. Um, you were, I could you were see snapping things. along with everybody else? Did you snap? Correct, correct Mary. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't snap and I don't dance, and that's that. <laughs> and you shit. <laughs> no, I do not. Don't do that. You don't. I do haven't that. danced, snapped, or pooped in thirty-six years. Once <laughs> as a baby, I did all three at the same time. Um, Mary, one thing we didn't talk about on this episode was uh, Eureka talking to Trinity about the attention that Trinity gave her. Oh, this. I mean, talk about a real moment. Mm-hmm. This was fascinating. Like when. When Eureka said, like, I know it's all for, I know it's for fun. Like, we don't have to, like, I know, like, I'm not dumb. I know you're just, you're just having fun. There was just something very, like, I mean, that's a whole episode. (laughs) Oh, my God. You know? I know. I know. I know. Um, uh, Give us, give us your. Well, I, you know, I think, I think it's true. I think let's just name that is that it probably is all for fun. And that's okay, and I don't think that that means that Trinity was being fake or anything like that. Like, no, just, no, no. But I think that that's probably is. A, you know, it's interesting that that Eureka. There's other times in the season where she's talked about, like, yeah, I, you know, I get a lot. I get a lot. I pull a lot of trade. Like, I'm very sex positive, very active sexual, you know, sex life. Like, people, you know, they love this energy, and the size is, you know, her size is not a hindrance for her. It's just more to love, and I think that that's. I wonder, like, oh, that's great. I love that story. But is that is that drag? And is it a little bit of drag? And is this a little bit more untucked of, like, well, the reality is, like, this does actually, I don't get flirted with that often. And right. it's felt really good. I think the publicly, truth Publicly, you know, Publicly, right? like, yeah. well, I think that's the other thing of, like, it's not someone like inviting me over at 2 a.m. because they want to fuck, fuck the fat bitch. You know what I mean? Like she right. says at one point of like, it's a di- there's this th- fine line between like, yeah, you're so thick and hot. And like, yeah, you like that, you fat bitch. Like I think right. they talk about that on Untucked at one point. And she's like, mm-hmm. um, yeah, there's a difference. There is. And, uh, and so I just, I thought that this was something that we have not heard Queens talk about in the workroom before. And I thought it was a really interesting conversation and Trinity handled it with a lot of grace. Trinity oh Trinity was so lovely about it uh and and truthful and I think like completely authentic you know there is that discussion of that I think has happened before but like you know if you are a fat girl or a, sorry a fat gay man nobody's gonna look at you at the club in the in fact many of those gays don't want you in the club but then you put on drag and everybody fucking lives for you and they love mm-hmm. you and they want you to like fake hump them and do all of that stuff but the minute the minute it's, you know, Trinity hugging Eureka in the workroom, like that's not normal. That's not the mm-hmm. normal attention. It's mm-hmm. there's a difference there. There needs to be a barrier between like, you know, real and not real. And I it's 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 a God, it's so heartbreaking um, yeah. that our community is so that that um, cognitive dissonance exists. It's interesting. This will sort of a running theme in our Matreon movie this week, the broken hearts club Mm. where it's like, I think he says the line of like, you know, 
normally, you know, y- how you look in that sweater would be would be enough for me, but now it's not. And like that is true. Is a lot of times it's like I'm just here for the fantasy. I'm just here for the story in my head and, and how you fit into that. And the moment that fantasy's over, the moment I come, you know, I mean, that's often often the big situation is like, oh yeah, this is really hot till I come, and then I want you out of my house. You know, you fat right. pig. You know, and yeah, like, I think yeah. that that's. I think that happens a lot. I mean, uh, it, it, it's, yeah, it's one thing to like, oh, all these guys want to fuck me, but it's like, well, they want to fuck you till they come and they never want to see you again. Like that happens too, you know? And I think it was, I think it was Guy Branham had this brilliant tweet that was like, gay bars are filled with these activists that want nothing to do with me because of the way I look. Mm, oh my God. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like it's filled uh, with these gay activists that are fighting for equality. But then the minute you can't sit with us. (laughs) Right. Gay pride. You can't sit with us. The minute you are a a short, fat man, gay man, then the activism stops. They just they they, you know, they like that you have the same rights as them. They just want nothing to do with you. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Just don't like rub it in their face or anything. Yeah. Yeah. Just don't talk to me. Don't talk to me. That sounds so eerily familiar. Yeah, I like I'm I'm fine with whatever you want to do in your life. Just don't, you know, I just don't want to have it rubbed to my face. That's right, all. right, uh. right, right. <laughs> yeah, uh. Uh, it's uh, and so it certainly connects with what Eureka was talking about with Trinity and how she's just like, hey, girl, that yeah, it means a lot to me that you don't care about that, that you are celebrating me, that you will touch me, that you will f- fake flirt with me. Like that doesn't happen. Uh, all the time, you know. Yeah, it was. I mean, you know, and I. It's interesting now because I think we've we've of course talked about that area of gay culture, that very, you know, you know, uh, that that whole culture. And I feel like you know there is. I have seen more and more. I mean, certainly you see it on Twitter, but you see it on on the apps as well. Is I feel like there is also a move more towards like, oh, I love a little belly or like, you know, in liking a little extra. And I feel like it, what it reminds me of, because I think that's great and I'm all for that. I'm like, yeah, you know, you get something to hold on to at night. But what it makes me think of is the whole idea of like the bear community. It's like, well, what kind of bear are you? You know? Mm-hmm. And I think that it's like, oh, yeah, I love guys who are thick. But it's like, what do you mean by thick, though? Right. right. Like, no, because I sure. think. I think that, you know, uh, having a cute little belly and a beard and pecs is like, oh, he's so thick. But being Eureka is different. That's that's because then you're moving beyond kind of just like fetishizing or you're moving too much into fetishizing, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, no, it's interesting. Uh, you know, I moved to the West Coast and I'm this, you know, short, fat Italian kid. And when I'm at the bar, I feel very different than everybody else. Right. I have the biggest nose, you know, and I, I don't mean to like be poo poo on Johnny like I'm fine, but it is it it it's true. Like you could classify me as a bear or a, you know, a cub or whatever you want to say, but it's not the right kind. <laughs> yeah, you know? it's, it's like, well, let's check the you know, let's check the book. Let's check the zoo books. <laughs> right. See if you fit in. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, well, your ass isn't big enough, you know? Yeah. Actually, your shoulders are supposed to be bigger than your waist. Yeah. You know, like... It, can you it, grow a beard? Let it, Can you grow a beard? Right. Would that help? That might help. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. No, it... Uh, so, no, I appreciated this moment. And again, yeah, Trinity. Uh, Trinity is like, girl, yeah, no, you are boyfriend or husband material. You're lovable. You're cuddly, cuddly all that stuff. Um, and it... 
I don't think she was bullshitting. I don't think she was either, but I think she also wasn't doing the whole thing of like, what are you talking about? You're so hot. You're like, oh, I know. I you know what I mean? That. It yes. wasn't either of like, oh my God, you're so sexy girl. Just And it's like, whether she is or she isn't, that's, that's not what she's talking about. That's, yeah. yeah. Like, don't do that with me right now. Just, right. you know, like I'm sitting, I'm standing here telling you, I know it's all for fun. So you don't have to keep doing yeah, that anymore. Yeah. You know? And you don't, and, and when people are like, oh, but you're so cute, you're so attractive. It's like, no, 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 no. We're having a conversation about like gay culture right now. We're not talking yeah. about you and me. Like, I, I don't need the compliments. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about this bigger picture of like, yeah, this doesn't really happen, does it? Yeah, no, it yeah. doesn't. Yeah. Uh, what's funny that comes up in the Broken Hearts Club too is, uh, oh, yeah, I, I know. I'm, we can't I'm, wait to talk about it. We'll talk. These about are deep it. teases, Mary. Our 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 <laughs> Matreon episode this week is obviously the Broken Hearts Club. We're taking a break from the brackets because we're doing a lot of a lot of a lot of brackets. But uh, this movie, ugh, let this just be an ad for Matreon right now. The Broken Hearts Club. Jesus, how relevant this movie feels. Oh, it just hit so hard, you know, in the wrong ways, in the yeah, right ways. Yeah, you know? yeah. This time around. <laughs> It found a new aorta. Yeah. Sure. Uh, sure. Yeah. Very different. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, no. And, uh, you know, obviously Billy Porter is hilarious in it. Um, yeah. You know, it's, you forget like, ugh. <laughs> right. Well, and it's, it's fascinating to see like, oh, here's, here's a movie full of straight men doing a pretty good job of playing gay. And then here's a gay man playing gay. It's And Jennifer different. Coolidge is the hairstylist. And Jennifer you know? Coolidge. Yeah. <laughs> And Jennifer Coolidge. Oh, my God. Ugh, I can't wait. It's a so, gift. Um, yeah. <laughs> Mary, let's keep talking about Drag Race. So, yeah, that was a, a, a good moment. Um, do you want to talk about the lip sync? Yeah. I, I do have to say, can you imagine if they brought Kennedy goddamn Davenport back for a little Richard lip sync? Oh, could you imagine if this was Silky? That would have, oh. I mean, they talked about that in Untucked. Like, it could have, it would have been so cool if it was Silky. Yeah, that's true. That would have been nuts. I mean, that being said, I think they tried to show us as little of Jada as they could. I think right. she killed it. The I moment think it she started, killed it too. Yeah. Oh, there was a moment of like, oh, yeah. Jada's <laughs> great. Oh, yeah. No, she's great. Yeah. She knew about the hairography. She didn't yeah. need to be doing splits. She no. did the hairography all by itself. Um, you know, obviously, there was a lot of air keyboard, which is to be expected in this type of song. I I, th I just gave up. I don't think they needed it. I don't yeah. think they needed it. Uh, Eureka, I think, did more of it. Uh, but Jada was so funny. And was it was so like funny. one of those moments with Evie Oddly when Evie Oddly did... Uh, uh, is it was it she bangs? Uh, yes. or live in La Vida Loca. Um, but live in La Vida the Ricky Loca, Martin yeah. song, uh -huh. and it it worked, even though it was you know a male cis male singing. You know what I mean? Yeah, like this, I it didn't bother me at all. I mean, there was there was this moment of like, and I think this this probably can happen often with Drag Race, where you kind of pull back and you're like. Before the lip sync starts, you know, it's Eureka approaching the box. She's got a clown costume on. She's mm -hmm. got a nose on. And she's about to decide the top four of All-Star 6, the most important lipstick of the season. And there's those moments where you're like, 
this is the stupidest fucking show I have. This is so yeah. weird. This so is so stupid. They're stupid. in a powder room. Where yeah. are they right now? <laughs> and stupid in that Michelle Visage, you're so stupid kind of way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Ugh, this so is stupid. ridiculous. Yeah. And what's more, for the past five years, I've had a podcast taking this very seriously. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Queens get death threats over this show. Yeah. This stupid show. This sti- yeah. with, here is this Here is this, this person has a clown nose on, and they decide which lipstick they should pull out of a box. <laughs> in before, a powder room. In a powder room. <laughs> with, with saloon doors. Yeah, with saloon doors. I mean, what are we doing? They're, those I sinks know. have no running water. Why are they even there? Uh, and then we're so going to go out funny. here, and we're going to lip sync to... to Tutti Fruity. You know, that's what I thought Good it was. Good golly, Min Ma, yeah. Ms. Ma, I thought yeah. it was Tutti Fruity when it started. I got very excited. Like, <laughs> what is going on? And I just, I think it is really important to have those moments where we, like, break through the surface and take a deep breath and go, yes. <gasps> what is this? Right. This is a stupid reality show yeah. that, that gives a platform for all of these queer artists, right? These yes. very cool, funky queer people that are making art regularly and have a, there's a new economy for it, right? Like and it's like this is this is amazing. We do take it too seriously. We do get too upset. And, it, and it's you know crazy. I mean, you know, the identity politics politics of everything. Like we go so deep into this. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say, I mean, yeah, exactly. All of that. The identity politics, the the getting emotional, the who was robbed, the you know, mm-hmm. oh, you know, what they're what they're doing to her, what they're doing to her. And, right. and that's like when people say that like, oh, production is just fucking with her. Production has still what what who is production? I think I'm taking some of my anti-vax anger out right now, so just bear with me, oh, but okay. who like there's no conspiracy you know what I mean? But anyway, all they're I'm making saying, a TV show. They all signed make, up for this. They're making a TV yeah, show. There's hours, hours of footage we don't see. Like, are you kidding me? None this of is this not is an real. Accident. None of this is real. Yes. This show is not an accident. It's not accident. They didn't just hit record and hope. Anyway, stop taking cow to warmer. Jesus. Um. But no, all, I totally, I totally yes. get it. I totally get it. And you know, the the see you next Tuesday. Sorry, charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent monologues. Like, the, you know, the pride challenge. None of this is serious. This is hilarious. It's so yeah. silly. Let's be silly about it, you know, and just praise people, you know. Yeah, you know, I, I used to think like. How do people take the show The Masked Singer so seriously? Oh, I, I can't marry with that show. I won't. I, have I, I talked to you about that show, right? I, I talked to you about, I did my impression of it. All right, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I don't know. Amanda and Jody have talked about it on one of their podcasts, and that's where I'm most familiar with it. I don't know if you've talked to me about it, but go on. So my impression of that show, so every, and I mean every single singer, this, oh, is, this just goes show how kind of stupid... I feel like the most audiences are, but like every single singer, this is the judges' reactions. Who is that? Wait, 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 wait. I, I know that voice. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, it's 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 oh, it's just right on the tip of my head. Who is that? It's every single performance. Well, and isn't and isn't what's her name? Uh, uh, Jenny the, McCarthy. Jenny McCarthy. Speaking of anti-vaxxing, speaking of cow dewormer. Um, 
Amanda and Joni said, Jody said that she's always guessing that it's Jamie Foxx. Is that something? <laughs> I think it's Jamie Foxx. I think it could be Jamie Foxx. It's not always Jamie Foxx, but there is always somebody that's like, oh, who is that? Like, it's so... God. And you know, the other thing is, well, they, Mary, is they, they do that on Drag Race with who's going to be the lip sync assassin. It's like, oh, is it Jasmine Masters? Oh, yeah. She's only won one lip sync. That must be the lip sync assassin. Sorry. Go on. What was the other thing? But like the other thing is, is that these these singers are masked. So you don't know if they're actually singing under there. Right. It, you don't even know if it's them under there all the time. Like that show is the most produced uh, I think that I and I'm sure it is. I'll never watch it. But, you know, Amanda was saying, like, you get really invested in these people and these characters. And I thought, oh, that's so I don't. weird. No, I don't. I'm not saying. But that people do not. People you, do. Obviously. Oh, absolutely. Not you, people do. Yes, but that people yes. do. And I thought, well. Mary, put on something else. Like at least well, put on Lego Masters or something. Like yeah. I'm just like ugh. I agree with you. I've just uh, what, but I have that moment. You know, every once in a while, even a whale has to breach the surface and take a deep breath. And I just take mm-hmm. a deep breath and I go, well. Don't I queen out about somebody lifting a wig off and rose petals fall out? Like, that's weird. But I think of that as this incredibly emotional experience. But if I wasn't familiar with the show and someone just told me about that, I'd be like, oh. So she took her wig off and there were rose petals in there. Were they like rotten? Like, how did that happen? Like, I don't think I would feel any of the emotions, but having, oh, yeah. but oh, being Mary. invested in it, I'm like, I'm Aja in the audience. Can you believe it? You know? Yeah. And so, Mary, Mary, don't start a conversation with somebody that doesn't watch drag race with, Oh, I have a period. drag race podcast about it. You know, like, yeah, like people, it is ridiculous that we have a podcast about drag race to some people. People are like, what? Like a lot of my straight friends are like, uh, I, yeah, I, I tried to watch it. I'm just like, Ugh, then, then, don't. Don't. then don't. And don't listen to my podcast. You don't have to listen to my podcast. Like yeah. all of that, right? Like if you don't watch drag race the way I watch it, you're not going to like my podcast. And if you don't watch drag race, you're not going to like my podcast. Like, cause it's yeah. weird. It's weird that there, the stakes are so high when there are no stakes, Mary. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Straight there's Brussels friend. sprouts. You yeah, know, there's Brussels sprouts. Yeah, yeah. These are it, yeah, Satan strips at best. But like, <laughs> when you try to tell your straight friend who doesn't watch Drag Race, yeah, blah blah blah, Drag Race, and then we do a podcast that is longer than the episode we're talking about, yeah. taking it very seriously. But I, I try to avoid telling people that it's a drag race podcast unless I feel like it's a safe audience. But even then, even with gays, I'm kind of like, no, hey, I don't. Are you gonna yeah. judge me? Are you gonna think it's weird? Are you gonna are you gonna like give me that look like oh really? It's a drag race podcast. Are you gonna be right. that person? Right. Um, no, I I only support people listening to our podcast if they found it on their own. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I people have been like oh I heard you had a podcast. It's like oh god somebody told you. Ugh. You know it's one of those things. But somebody I, lied to you several times. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Um. Yeah. I think with with the drags like I. Like and that kind of goes back to the fandom. It's like some of these fans, they get so upset and they send hate or they're just so mean. And it's like, wow, Bob, wow, you really old, don't, you don't yeah. really don't realize that this is a reality show. Wow. Well, you know, it's funny. I think it's crazy to think that there's some connection, but you know, without getting political, we, li- we there's some crazy times out there outside of Drag Race in our lives and whatnot. And what I find driving a lot of it is stupidity. 
And I'm not here to put a softer word on it or a euphemism. It's stupidity. It's stupid, dumb people. D-U-M, dumb people. And I think that people who send death threats to a drag queen on television are dumb dumb and mm. stupid and mm -hmm. I don't have compassion for them and I know I should and maybe I'll move out of this phase but the same people who are taking horse dewormer that they bought on Amazon or at the feed store I feel the same way and so I just think that there's a connection I think it's just dumb I think it's dumb layered with mean I think it's dumb layered with indignant I think it's dumb layered with angry but that base of that cake is dumb 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 Totally. You know, the 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 biggest kind of rule I feel like with the Internet is if you are anonymous on there, I, I, I like you cannot be taken seriously and you probably shouldn't even be on there because you anonymously want to do something because you're ashamed and mm -hmm. it's like then then you shouldn't do it. And I think that the anonymous the anonymity of things or like the fake accounts of everything is really what makes the internet not good for these drag queens. That's always the case. And and, mm -hmm. and that's the tell. And I I fully support queens not reading comments. It makes me sad when I see that queens do respond to something negative. It's just like no. Like it should be an automatic block. Like what are they to you? You know, it's yeah. social media. It doesn't mean anything. Yeah, I agree. I mean, obviously, this is something we've talked about probably more often on, Mat on, on, a, on a Matreon episode than a main, you know, free skate episode. But uh, yeah, all of that, I think, Mary's, I know that we've we've veered a bit from All Star Six discussion, but I'm just having a human moment. Can I just talk about something real for a minute? You can turn it off if you want. I just, uh, ugh, God, people are dumb and I just need somewhere to say that. Got it. Yeah. Thanks. No, and uh, I, I hear you. Um, I, you know, if, if we are going to talk about this top four, I do hope that nobody's getting hate in this top four. It does feel like the fandom is starting to kind of like be called out and it's turning a little bit, mm. like a little bit, but you know, there's still quote unquote outrage. I'm sure there's still death threats. I'm sure people are still being mean to Silky, you know? Right. Like you, it's, it's that you can't really stop it until it happens. And so it's kind of just how it gets responded to. And, and, you know, and of course the, the, the nutso notion that like, and then all of this ends in a week and then we all move on to the next thing, you know? I mean, right, right. I, I know that there's, you know, people, there's still some Queens like you who know, might still get stuff sometimes when people discover the season and start watching it. And they're like, Roxy Andrews, you were so bad on season five, you know, it's the first time they're watching it because they're dumb. Yeah. But, um, not because that's the first time they're watching it is now, but because they're like, Oh, I'm going to email Roxy. Um, I'm going to email her, but I, I, uh, I don't know. I hope, I hope we're turning a corner. I, I hope there's enough out there in the world that's giving people enough perspective to say, maybe I don't need to spew hate at other people. It's, it's perspective. And you know what? Like Trixie Mattel recently tweeted something that I was like, ah, keep talking about this. So she was at a Violet Chachki show and one of the fans screamed out, I love you. And Violet responded, I don't know you. And it's, I mean, that's to me Ugh. in a nutshell is perfect. Yeah. I don't know you. I mean, you love me and I don't know you. Right. <laughs> well, it's like, it's like when I see on Twitter when, when, and I, maybe it's just a turn of phrase, but the way that people will be like, they'll respond to a queen like, oh, hey, bestie. And it's like, she doesn't know you. And I know <laughs> that maybe that's just like a nicknamey thing, but it's, you're, you're cosplaying a friendship right now. And right. that's. And and some people might not know that, 
including the person playing the game. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. Anyway. Anyway, that's my Ellen. That's um, well canceled. Oh, she's yeah. canceled. Yeah, she's yeah. canceled. Um, anyway, I I did enjoy this episode because I liked the challenge. I wasn't. It wasn't cringy. I thought the tone was again perfect. I really loved how much they got that vagina monologues tone for sure. It was very. Mm-hmm. I I don't know. It tickled me. I yeah. It it definitely hit my G spot. I'll tell you that much. Uh, so I was squirting by the. <laughs> Good for you, Mary. You know, and it makes me think of, we've talked about slam poetry on the Matreons before, but like it makes me think of, I would love to see a spoof of a modern dance challenge or a spoof of a slam poetry challenge, right? Where it is in the style of, but it is ridiculous. Yeah. I would, yeah. like hilarious. Lean into a very specific style. I would love that. Yes. Yes. Uh, well, anyway, any final thoughts, Mary? Who do you want to win? Well, uh, I'll just I'll just say again, so no one forgets the BSA of this week was Trinity K. Bonet. And then who do I want to win the season? I do believe that Ginger is going to win. And if Raja won, I think that there would be an int- there'd be a delight in that as well. So. Um, I like the goop of Raja, but I my money's been on Ra- on Ginger from the very beginning. I agree completely, and I think the other goop would be Eureka winning. Yeah, and, and I guess we both agree that like I absolutely think Kylie Sunique Love Hewitt Michelle Geller Lang Lang uh, sh- Lang Lang um, Lang Lang goes the trolley, but I. Uh, She's not someone I'm expecting to win, but I definitely am glad she made it to the end. Oh, my God. To come back the way she did, like digging herself up from the grave. Bitch, you know I live. Bitch, you know I live. Uh, You know I live. Yeah. Uh, And she uh, looks stunning all season. Uh, She did. Also, like solidifying, hopefully, in, you know, assholes' heads that trans women can do drag and have been doing drag. So fuck all the way off. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, Miss Kylie, could you send me some uh, free jeans or something? I just <laughs> the uh in there is what gets me. Uh, could you send jeans? me some uh, free jeans or something? Uh, free jeans or something? Uh, it's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> oh, she's it. just so funny. Um, anyway, yeah, I agree. I agree about Kylie. I think uh, just a, a great example of like. It doesn't fucking matter, you know, yeah, it's drag. it doesn't fucking matter. Um, you know, at the end of the day. So, Marys, if you have any thoughts on this episode, you can reach out to us on Twitter at AllRightMary or you can email us at AllRightMaryPodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on the web at www.AllRightMary.com or tasteofreality.com slash AllRight-Mary. And if you want, you can follow me on Twitter at JohnnyAlso1 or on Instagram at JohnnyAlso. And, of course, you can find even more of me on my other two podcasts, In the Details, A Celebration of Nuance, or Best Supporting Podcast, A Celebration of Best Supporting Actresses. And you can get more of me on Twitter at Drucker and on Instagram at Drucker underscore. And, of course, you can get more of both of us. Oh, my God. The things you could get of both of us on, including this surely be groundbreaking episode on the Broken Hearts Club, uh, at patreon.com slash all right mary where you can become a matreon love it love it uh mary's our last chance lip sync this week we know has been a lip sync done in the past 
I just want to state that right out. It's an iconic lip sync between Sasha Velour and Peppermint, but it seems so fitting for this week to to celebrate Trinity K. Bonet, her Whitney Houston, and then also the way that, you know, she's going home with Whitney Houston's It's Not Right, But It's Okay. I'm going to make it anyway. Uh, It's a great lip sync song. It should be done a lot more. And there's like a whole complex narrative about like checking receipts and phones. And yes. if only two of you had dinner, then I, I right. credit. Oh my God. She, Why are two or three? She, she <laughs> does. Yeah. Okay. Harriet the spy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the sleuth, the original sleuth, Whitney mm-hmm. Houston. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. Law and order. CSI will always love you. <laughs> <laughs> CSI will always love you. <laughs> Fabulous. Yes, uh, Mary. Yes, Mary. Uh, who's, the, who's the new... Uh, there was Matlock was a detective murder. She sat down and she wrote. Yeah. Uh, you can make all the Whitney Houston puns. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> absolutely. Well, I'm working on that. And right, uh, I, I used most of them up in that other episode. So Yes. Uh, right, right, right. Yeah. Um, that's all right. It's okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to make it anyway. It's fine. Yeah. Yes. It's not right, Mary, but it's okay, Mary. Right? That's right, Um, Mary. All right. Well, we're going to end there. And Jokes. We've killed it. We can go. Yeah. We've we've sufficiently destroyed it. So now we can go home. (laughs) Correct. So next week is our finale. We're leaving All-Star 6 after next week, which I'm very excited about um, to just kind of take a little breath before we get into the fall programming which i'm also very excited about our fall programming we're taking a big old risk but uh i think you know it'll be spooky it'll be scary and uh dragula's coming back so yeah i'm doing spooky fingers all over my tits oh yes (laughs) i love my leg and i I know when i yell i sound like your mother um (laughs) mary's we will see you next time uh, bye. Tatins. Friday night, you and your boys went out to eat. Uh, they hung out, but you came home around three. If six of y'all went out, uh, then four of you were pretty cheap. Yeah. Cause only two of you